And welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. And she's racing, 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 racing. <laughs> waiting for it. Waiting for it. It's waiting for it. it. It's worth it. Wait, wait, just breathe. Breathe. She'll say it. And she is. Hi. <laughs> just wait. <laughs> That's Kathy. Hi, I'm Kathy. <laughs> Guys, welcome to another episode of More Than Dice, episode 192. Uh, today oh, we're going to be talking. <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, repairing miniatures and painting off stream. Uh, Kathy has a, a little bit of insight she wants to talk about. Um, I have to fix a lot of models for uh, Warfare Weekend because I broke a lot of small bits. So uh, we're going to be doing that on stream and talking about break, you know, after they broke, how to fix them and get them working correctly and how to use zip kicker correctly. Cause that's all Gonzo does. I'm waiting for John. Oh, oh, oh uh, we can <laughs> totally cover zip kicker. I'm an expert on how to use zip kicker correctly. I wait with bated breath to help you on this one. Yeah, I'm waiting for John. I know. Oh, oh I have opinions too. <laughs> Excellent. This is going to be great. Before we get there, though, Gonzo should definitely hit our sponsors. Yeah, we yeah. want to thank uh, Muse on Minis for um, sponsoring our podcast. Uh, they help us put out the audio files opera beta here um, type thing. Uh, on top of all of this, uh, we want to th- we want to let you know that I personally will be at Warfare Weekend, and there will be no podcast on Sunday uh, because on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday we'll be streaming games from Warfare Weekend. Uh, there'll be War Machine and Hordes. Probably get some Warcaster and some of the other games on there just for fun, um, and of course streaming the Invitational. So we will not be on next week. If you're uh, lucky, John might fire up some MechWarrior Online or maybe even a different game. I know, crazy. John playing a different game. Maybe John <laughs> play a different game for stream for everyone. A different game? Yeah, I own different games. I know, crazy talks. What? Yeah. What I have might you... multiples of games. What might you stream? What What sort of options are there? I mean, I have Borderlands 2, 3, and the pre-sequel. I've got... Uh, I probably wouldn't download MechWarrior 5 to play there because I would have no idea what I'm doing. I do have Battletech. I've got Star Realms. I've got uh, other games. I've got uh, Surviving Mars. I've got a game called Hob that seems like a little puzzle platformer type thing. Oh, yeah, I've got games, yo. <laughs> yo. Well. So, yeah, we'll be streaming Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Warfare Weekend uh, pretty much all day on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with small breaks in between. Um, so John will be doing his thing on the weekdays, um, and I'll have to cut him off on Sunday mornings. Sorry, John. Are you, are you doing color commentary stuff for games? Are you like the Howard Cosell of tabletop war games? Uh, yeah. What it, what's going to happen is the... Got to do a Howard Cosell voice. <laughs> Got to do a Howard Cosell voice. Uh, there actually is a challenge. So the people that are in the Invitational right now, uh, are going to be helping commentate on the LCQ with uh, Faye and Doug. Faye and Doug from Privateer Press will be jumping in and out, you know, to do, you know, taking breaks and commentating on the games. And uh, so I put a challenge out to the uh, the invitational players that at the end of the LCQ, whoever says meow the most during meow. the the uh, commentating will get a special prize. Meow. And they have to they have to integrate it. They can't just, you know. 
<laughs> type thing. So, uh, so super troopers type thing. Yeah, it's it, it's easy, it's simple, and it's not vulgar. So, um, I also uh, also thought that I I might do like a, you know ro- ro- shaggies. Whoever could get the most ro- ro- shaggies in there. Oh, that'd be <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it's row ro- raggy. Uh, yeah. Look, I row ro- all the damn time. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching a movie and and I see the baddies and I'm like rut row rut row raggy. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll 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 do the meow. I'll see if anybody do it. But and then after uh, the LCQ, it'll be other players. Let me take care of that real quick. Banyan, I will go down there and I will stab you to <laughs> death. You so, understand me, meow? Um, <laughs> I can just say we're going to do that all night. <laughs> so, of course, Muse on Minis, we want to thank them. Uh, guys, if uh, you buy anything from them, they do have a lot of good tokens, uh, a lot of mats, and a lot of good terrain. Um, yeah. Make sure you use the dice, more than dice, all one word, to get you a discount. John. Definitely also, check out their MCP tokens. Really interesting looking at getting some of those. Yeah. I feel like we're missing an opportunity to say meows on minis. <laughs> meows on minis. <laughs> meows on minis. <laughs> So, okay, so that's other than that, we want to thank everybody that listens and watches anyway. Uh, John, do we have any tributes this week? I mean, we've been off for two weeks as a podcast, but I feel like we do, and yet I can't remember what they are. I don't, I'm sure we do, but I really don't think anything were brought directly to my attention. Anything more than tangentially, it's been a heck of some weeks. No, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think so either. I mean, I really don't think there was any, to be honest. But let's go to the really cool part. Kathy, what you drinking? I'm drinking gin and tonic. Also, my tea for the evening is Mango Magic, which was given to me by my friend Grim. Of uh, Grim. Oh, God. What is this? His name is too long. I just know him as Grim. It's like Grim Dark Miniatures or Grim. It's Grim something miniatures. Sorry, Grim. Probably Grimdark because that's very much a 40k thing. Well, Grim Nation. Grim Nation Hobbies. Thank you, V. Which is nothing like Grimdark Miniatures at all, actually. I know. <laughs> that's why I knew that was wrong. I'm like, that's not right. Grim Nation Hobbies. He has a YouTube channel and he's been doing uh, tutorials about uh, beginner oil painting on miniatures. Oh, cool. John, what are you drinking? Uh, well, I have a Moscow Mule, and uh, it, since that's going to be a theme here, uh, my uh, my water for tonight is uh, a Propel Strawberry Lemonade. Oh. Which is nice and cool because it's in the fridge because I'm almost out of water because my dumbass sit in order more in time. That was my that that was my yesterday when I was at my friend's house. That was my cocktail. Uh, it was uh, blackberry lemonade with vodka and and strawberry lemonade or strawberries. I don't know, but it tasted like a popsicle and it was delicious. Okay. <laughs> John, so what are you drinking? Um, I am drinking a little bit of water too. Uh, cause I'm making sure I'm hydrating up for this coming week. Uh, this comes courtesy of the refrigerator filtered cold. Um, but I will also have a little McCollin for the night too. How to kind of, mm-hmm. Help everything going. I I felt your uh, your drink for me for my birthday, so thank you very much. 
Yeah, I, I, I've, had a, I've had a pretty rough week at school, so I was like, oh, I'll drink one for Kathy and ten for me. And then <laughs> another for Kathy and ten for me. So, other than that. Um, yeah, we don't, if we don't have any shout-outs, guys, please make sure that you go get your vaccine. Make sure you still, you know, wash your hands, wear your mask, everything that you need to. Um, make sure that you're available for HugCon 2022 because it is starting to ramp up. People are talking yep. about it more. People are getting ready. Um, I can't wait to go. Um, and yep. I really and, want to see everybody. And if you're having a tough day, I, you may sound, this may sound like empty rhetoric. Find us. We will happily chat with you about it. I spent Tuesday night with one of my buddies on Discord that I barely know. We just play MechWarrior together. He needed to, to vent. So we sat there for a couple hours and let him vent. We will do this for you. This is how we all stay sane in crazy times. So find someone to vent with. We'll happily do that at a moment's notice. Just find me, message me somewhere, and I'll I'll, I'll find you. We'll yeah. chat, voice, or just text, however you want, and I'll help make your day better. Yeah. And that, that's what I like Discord for. Just as a as a note to uh, this between Twitch and Discord, this is how I have kept my sanity uh, over these last weird uh, couple years because. Uh, it's communities like you guys and the people in the chat here and, you know, the people that hang out with me when I'm painting and the people, the other people who are painting or gaming that I hop in on and I'm part of their chat and the discords that I've joined where we will get together in a discord chat and just, and we'll be sitting there painting and hop, you know, we'd be hobbying and talking about random stuff just as if we were at the game store sitting at a table painting together mm-hmm. yeah it's so. it, it, it's kind of weird because i finally went back to my game store to play a game this week and it was like we both sent messages to her that was so much fun oh, i've missed this so much and i'm like yeah I, we have we i mean we've been missing you know playing games and we were in the game store and other people were playing something else we were playing war machine hordes and it was like damn this was a lot of fun <laughs> So, yeah, make sure you reach out anywhere. I mean, everybody can find us on Facebook. You can find us on here and Twitter, you name it. You can find us. Find us. Type thing. So, guys, tell y'all, everybody be safe. We'll see you at HugCon 2022 if I don't see you at Warfare Weekend. Cheers. 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 Also, this cup is nondescript white cup, but when I empty it as I'm drinking, down in the bottom of the cup it says you've been poisoned. I thank <laughs> my friend Roy for this cup. It is now my favorite cup. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go over here. I, I did get some miniatures in, by the way, so let me, let me flip over to the paint cam. And I'll get my lights turned on and everything and move everything around. Oh, that's where you left your glasses. Yeah, one time. (laughs) Found them. I keep them now there on purpose so I don't have to worry about it. Um, So... I keep mine on my face. Well, these are my glasses for miniaturing because I'm getting old. Oh, I have those. My glasses for miniaturing is this thing. No, the headset? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's 
my visor over there. But then these are my glasses for looking at a monitor versus my glasses for looking at anything else. Uh, so I got some of those heavy gear models in. I got the troop pack in. Just want to show those off real quick. Little bitty bitty doot. And they fit on here. So compared, I don't have a heavy gear model near me. Sorry. But Those are very tiny. They are. And like this one little small one is for like the heavy the artillery I mean, guy. They're they're bigger than the uh than I like, like ten millimeter scale. I don't know what they're probably about ten millimeters. Yeah. I've got I see my millimeter ruler over there, so yeah. They're probably about ten millimeters. But I got those in. And so it's a little team pack. It's um I've got like a sniper team and everything else, and I could probably outfit some more on there based on whatever I'm doing. I haven't figured out how I'm going to outfit the teams. And uh, then. 12 millimeter. Are they 12? They look. 12. They, 1 144. So 12 millimeter. And then I got the big heavy tank for it. And one thing I do like is they give you four. Um, four different things so you can magnetize all of them and put on here because they have a backpack the backpack uh you can put the different weapons on the back and so instead of magnet you can just magnetize all of these and put one magnet here and so you can whatever you want to do to put them on and off but all i mean magnets. all the weapons all the stuff big cannons haven't had a chance to put it together. Of course, I've been stupid busy. So, Hi. Kathy, why don't you talk about your thing while I start getting miniatures out and getting stuff ready? You were talking <laughs> about getting and painting off stream. Yeah, I was. I was talking uh, in the pre-show about how I've been enjoying painting the Cesarean of Desire, you know, on my stream, but I feel like one of the reasons why I decided to, hey, Rathmore. One of the reasons why I decided to read all week this past week, in addition to me just dealing with a little bit of anxiety. Uh, so I just needed a little relaxation and reading out loud for me is just very relaxing. But the other reason was because there are, I'm at a point with this particular model where I'm, I'm painting it for a competition. I'm painting it for the Resin Beast, uh, which is Creature Casters painting competition at Adepticon. And so I want to do my best with it. And in order to do that, there are certain details and, and certain, you know, extra little bit of uh, shading and, or, you know, where you transition from, you know, light to dark or one color to another color where I need to pay extra attention to what I'm doing and I need a closer look at it, which means that I need to paint without my glasses on. And to do that, I have to be like, my face has to practically be in my palette to see what I'm mixing because I'm blind. And then also I can't see the monitor. So 
would be very difficult for me to stream while I'm doing that. Uh, so I I painted before my stream and I could just focus on what I was doing and I didn't have to think about uh, you know what I wanted to say about my process and I didn't have to worry about are people going to be bored with this because I'm literally just doing the exact same thing in a in a certain way and for the entire time which to me is it's just there are parts of painting miniatures that just it's not terribly exciting to watch someone do and there's really not much you can say about it while you're doing it unless you just want to repeat the same thing over and over and over um so yeah so there's there's a lot of things that i'm going to be doing with this model off stream uh so i don't know if i'll be i'll probably be assembling models and i know my friend dia will be happy about that because one of the models is the holly monster model that i'm painting for him and i'm going to be so i'm going to be assembling a bunch of stuff i'm going to be building bases for things which means we'll have some weeks of uh base building streams and we will be experimenting with more different weird things to use for bases in addition to the usual things like sand and gravel and cork of course these are like the the staples for me but then there are all these other things all these other crazy you know pine bark and rocks and uh seashells and and texture paste like the vallejo texture paste or the the gw technical you know texture paints well they're not really paints but you know and and things like that so and maybe i'll get some of that liquitex i don't know if it's a gel medium or a gel paste or i have to ask my friend about it but but she does a thing where she makes her own texture paste with this liquitex uh medium of some sort whatever it's called and mixing sand in with it and which you hear a lot of people talk about mixing uh pva glue and sand together but this is just another different variation on that yeah it sounds like you would get a uh something similar to like the gw astro granite debris yeah. that i use on a ton of models yeah and but this is like you can get a whole giant jar of this liquitex stuff for like not that expensive and then you get sand and so you've got this whole big jump bunch of uh rathmore says i use the liquitex resin sand acrylic medium and what about human flesh i just saw that in the i just saw that in the chat the, the non-technical gw paints like human flesh what are we doing with human flesh more later on what we're doing with human flesh. Giggity. It's Halloween. Giggity. It's Halloween. We're crisping it up for crackling. <laughs> <laughs> Do not want. <laughs> and he says, I will watch Kathy repeat the same thing over and over and over. <laughs> So that, that actually is a good point about painting stuff on stream. It's part of why I stopped streaming my, one of the two reasons why I stopped streaming my hobby streak 
Um, Because a lot of times, you know, there's not much to talk about while you're just sitting there trying to, you know, get something done. And then also, I mean, it's really hard because you can't listen to music. And I like listening to music while I have a. But that might change because with Twitch new rules, we'll see. You shall see, yeah. Now, there are people that that do stream music, but they just turn off the uh, the VODs. If you turn off the VODs and clips thing, I don't know how that works exactly, but yeah, we'll see. You can do it. So Gonzo's already started the cleaning. Uh, I was saying that you can actually set it up so you uh, don't stream your music over your headset so it doesn't go onto the thing. But you know, you just have to figure that out. It's I mean, I know I can do that. Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. Sometimes it's it's a challenge to do a model and, you know, run a stream, especially with something that you've got to concentrate a lot on type thing. Leaguer Dragon says the day is coming when they'll DMCA strike you in live streams, turning off clips and VODs is not going to save you. Well, I guess I'm happy I didn't develop the habit of having music on during my stream. I mean, I, I said that it's the only time I get to listen to music, really. So that in my drive. So. But yeah, Gonzo's right. You can you can absolutely have it. So desktop audio is turned off, so you can yeah. listen to whatever you want. Uh, it's not going to be streamed. I know there's a few people I know that do that. So Gonzo's already deep into the the repairing models. So. Yeah, this one. I mean, a lot of if you can tell. I mean, a lot of the stuff I have that to repair is. Not small. Painted yet? No, it's not painted, uh, but it's also very small models, which I found that sword that I need to put on this guy. These are my infernal models. Um, I just figured these were models that weren't done yet. Oh, they're not done yet. Are you pinning all the parts? Negative. This is why you need to repair all the time. Yes, I know. We can all we can all talk about repairing models, and I will always always say if you don't want the arms to keep falling off your blood bowl tree man, drill into the arm and drill into the model and put a paper clip in there and glue it and a little tiny tiny bit of green stuff. Not like you have to fill the gap, but a little tiny bit of green stuff will hold it until the super glue totally dries. So, if you have to repair it once, okay. If you have to repair it twice, just fucking pin it. Yes. Yeah, and the thing is, is these are really tiny, so you're going to have to use like a really, really thin one. But I don't have time <laughs> to pin and stuff right now, so it's See? just going to be a good... Good Rushing point. is the enemy of models put together correctly. Oh yeah, you you wanted to talk about this too, John. What? What? Oh, zip kicker. So you know the correct way to to uh, use zip kicker. You like you do there. You clean the model. You, you clean off the glue, the bits that are already there, both sides and everything. You get it ready. Then you take the zip kicker. You open it up and you throw it in the fucking garbage. <laughs> Don't use zip kicker. I was waiting for, for that. Sake. Don't <laughs> agreed a hundred percent. It seems like it would be a good idea at the time because it makes the glue, you know. It is the worst fast, hobby invention. It it makes it more brittle and your yep. shit's gonna fall apart. Yep. Now if you're pinning, 
and it's a little, you know, you need the, the zip kicker to help keep it there while it sets. Sure, no worries, because it's not going to get everywhere. But if you're not pinning, don't use fucking zip kicker. And we just use, like I said, we just use a tiny little bit of uh, green stuff, you it, know, and not even, and it's not even about, you know, filling yeah. a gap necessarily. It's just this is going to hold it in place while the glue you know solidifies and it's going to create a a better bond than no. uh than zip kicker even if you mm-hmm. are lazy and don't want to pin it and we mean a little bit of of green stuff if you do too much green stuff you're going to have a brittle a brittle yeah, bond just, just like a, zip kicker yeah tiny tiny yeah, tiny no. amount yeah like so Here's the thing. So it takes patience to have that set. It's a heavy piece, not a huge contact point. It's going to take some patience to do that. Literally in the time it takes for Gonzo to hold that, he could have fucking pinned it. We're not trying to dunk on you, Gonzo. Just we're talking about repairing models. Problem is... I do understand having having a little bit of arthritis in my hands. It's Doing a pin vice is not easy for everybody. No. I mean, I do have my... Okay, so here's my pin vice. John Your is standard. holding up his Dremel right now. Yeah, my Dremel is broken. Al Marshall gave me this. This was his father's Dremel, and I appreciate it greatly because I've never really gotten a chance to get one. It changes the fucking game. Yeah. For everything. And there's a like right now. I got the now. grindy bit on there. Yeah, yeah. There's that. Well, for a while there was the stylus one that had a little pistol grip. It was great, but it's yeah. hard to find that. One. If you can, I would do that. You know, take a look. But a Dremel is a great hobby purchase. I used to have the uh, the Black & Decker version my uh, ex-wife got me way back when. I forget what it was called. And it was great, too. Like, the cordless one's fine. Yeah, so you can find it. But if all you have option is a corded one, it's fine. Yeah. Just put it in your hobby thing so you can do it. I mean, it's got a long cord. We've got extension cords or whatever. It's fine. And your normal drill bits will work. You just got to be careful with them. Uh, get your drill lube, and yes, all the jokes, feel free. You, you know what I have learned uh, from other hobbyists, from scale modelers recently? And I had the same thought when my friend took me to get a manicure. Don't laugh. This happened. Um, the, the, the nail artists at the salon used a small rotary mm-hmm. uh, tool like a mini Dremel and the settings are are variable on there and you can have these really slow settings and they're perfect for for getting some of these little grinding things for for grinding down mold lines and stuff and it's amazing and they are small they're not like these great big clunky you know things they just they fit into the hand comfortably and they're not you know too fast so this is also your best friend when you're using a Dremel with a drill bit. I wish I would have known that way back when I tried using my Dremel. You know, it's got lots bit. of little holes in it. That's to just just poke the drill bit in there, and it and it, it lubricates it, so you're not gonna get that friction. I keep all of my stuff for my pinning in this little bag, in bags. You know, it's a good little hobby bag, so that way I know where it all is. And it helps a lot. There's a lot of things you can do suddenly when you have, even if you're not using a drum, even if you're just using a pin vise, it is 
it's great. You still the lube is great on the pin vice too, just because it helps keep it from binding and ca catching even in plastics. Like now, plastic is generally super easy to drill, and with so many things going to plastic, it's great. Now, granted, that's normal plastic, not that uh, fucking rustic uh, private press rustic shit, which is still better than metal, but still shit. Um, as far as dr dr uh, drilling goes, but. It's it's worth it. I mean, you could do a lot of things suddenly. Like my Deadpool, who I don't have handy, uh, he I made a peg out of his thing, out of his plastic thing, and it just it ended up breaking a little bit because he kept getting hit. Well, pin fits that right away. Just pin that through, and you can do a ton of things. I have a bunch of guys who are pinned in various ways. You know, it's it. You could say like Gonzo, you don't have time, and right now, of course, Gonzo does not have time. But in general, it is worth taking the extra time to pin the models. Yes, out of his, uh, he had a plastic bit that was supposed to go on his words or rocket, and I just turned that into a plastic pin, but it ended up breaking. So, V being terrible, I appreciate that. <laughs> but it's it's really worth it. Like, I was that guy way back when, get that shit together quick. But now, no, you do it right. This is why I, I love the games there's less models because you can do it right. You're not like, oh god, I need 500 guardsmen, go. It was more crucial when everything was metal. Yes. Now, you know, now, thank goodness, there's plastic, and I know that there are people who are staunchly anti-plastic and, and pro-metal, and I don't well, really understand that, and there's no amount of people saying, I just like the weight of metal in my hand that's going to make me understand that. Well, I'll tell you what, Go find a washer the same size as your base. Glue that shit to the bottom of your base. Wait! Great. We're done here. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And actually, it's really good, too, because also if you drop your model, there's a fair chance that washer will weigh it so that it'll land on base. That's true. Also, uh, plastic models tend to uh, bounce rather than have limbs fall off. Yep. Rather uh, than resin shatter. <laughs> is not, in fact, that resin is brittle. It will break. It will, yes. It, it will break, and the pieces will bounce into places you'll never find them. Yeah, don't don't uh, drop models. Try to drop models. <laughs> yeah, don't drop models. Yeah. Do not throw models at the wall when you get upset about things happening yes. in your game. And, and if you're one of those rare people who loves metal and only wants metal models, I am very sorry for you because you will not have metal models for long. Mm -mm. Uh, I mean, even Corvus Belly is apparently starting to go looking at plastic models because there's a point where you just can't anymore. The price of metal just keeps going up, up, up. Yep. So, and right now, China is doing everything they can to get people ordering stuff from them. Even though there's container ship on container ship sitting outside ports, they need people to order stuff. So they are desperate. Trust me, I see the, see the spam emails for one of the people I work with. It is insane. Oh, yeah. I've had to do that with quite a bit with Warfare Weekend. Just just spam after spam after spam after spam. So we were talking to somebody uh, the other day who has his own business, and he's talking about supply chain problems. In that, he's a steel worker, and the supplies he needs are steel, and steel is very very hard to come by because of tariffs that mm -hmm. were enacted a couple years ago. Where, what? Where, no. where I was like, well, that's not going to be a good idea. Yeah, well. Anyways. 
the, so, this whole thing, I mean, between yeah. COVID and uh, bad political decisions and, I mean, that that one fucking container ship getting stuck for forever. Yeah. Like, all that is all utterly fucked. Yeah, it's, it's like a nightmare of, uh, nightmare scenario of uh, supply chain. So, that's why, you know, you get... Uh, I mean, uh, Lee Jarrett and I were talking about it. He feels like we're almost, in, a, in some cases, in a third world country of miniature games sometimes, you know. My buddy Marshall had to order Blade and Moon Knight and other models from Canada because they got those models in, and we haven't gotten them here in the U.S. yet. Nope. Post to in December, though. Yeah, it's supposed to. It's good. We're, we're ordering some stuff from them. We're ordering big chunks. It's, it's a good company in Canada. Happy to help them out, too. Yeah. But it's just weird that you have to do that, you know. You don't usually expect that. Not in America. Yeah. But so back to assembling model or fixing models. What Gonzo's <laughs> doing is important. You have to get the old glue off. Oh, yes. Absolutely. You because you you want your bond to be metal Strong. to metal. Yes. And if it's glue to glue or That's... glue to primer or glue to metal, it's, it's not going to be a good connection. No, it's going to be terrible. I uh, This is where some other tools that Gonzo doesn't own come in handy. Uh, this is another one where the seam scraper shows its superiority to the to the GW mold line uh, remover. Seam scraper, hobby knife, uh, wood woodworking tools. I, would... I absolutely this is I... my this is one of my favorite tools, and I know that it's not going to be in focus, but it no, is no, just no. it is just a a woodworking tool. Well, I will tell you why I think the seam scraper is superior to a hobby knife. And it's really simple, actually. And you're actually, your woodworking tool is better also. So hobby knife here, this is this is going to break. Yeah. This tip, this is a solid steel tip. It is not going to break. So, and that's kind of what the, the, the woodworking, woodworking tool, tool yep. is, too. It's very sturdy. It's a, it's a better grade of metal. For what you're doing and now your hobby knife's gonna be fine cut the bits off but when you have to dig in there and get it out i was just using uh one of the files with the rounded point helps a bit uh use your seam scraper if you have one if you don't have a seam scraper you should look into it like it's a really good tool um use your use something that's not that use your dremel if you have one put a grindy tip on it Dremels it'll grind that out that, yep. yeah grind it out of there um get your wire brush your brass brush and hit that and just just get it out of there your old crappy brass brushes that aren't as good for cleaning stuff anymore that are just a little too frayed and terrible get, that'll get in there real well and get rid of that and also when you get that all cleaned out you want to treat it like it's a new model you want to get in there you want to score it you want to get your 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 file in there your knife in there score it up so you've got a little bit of indentation to help the glue bond better again I mean, or you could just pin it. Pinning it solves a lot of those problems. You don't need as much of the the bond and everything there. But if you're just going to glue it, some things I understand are not pinnable. You ain't got time. But you got to get in there and you got to get that stuff out. And, and so, don't use your teeth. Don't use your teeth. <laughs> actually, you, the clipper is actually better than using the hobby knife for it because the clipper is a higher grade of metal. Again, it's not going to break as easily. Higher thickness and everything. Yes, quite right. Different directional strength. All of its strength is one way because you're going to cut with it. So it's got lots of metal behind it. It's not going to break like this. 
But when you start twisting, that's its weak axis, and you're just going to breast it. So, again, I think, honestly, as we get into more and more lower model count armies, and honestly, plastic models are so much easier to clean than metal models do, as this case, just because the stuff comes off better, you can... I mean, you could take the top layer of plastic off if you need to. I've done that. And if you have a place where there's a weird casting anomaly, it's way easier to take your uh, whatever tools you're using. Uh, in my case, I like the woodworking tool. I can get mm -hmm. in there and actually sculpt things or mm -hmm. take away those weird anomalies and just re-sculpt stuff into plastic and into resin. Yeah. It's a matter of playing around with it. Um, hopefully you don't have to, because no one wants busted models, but get in there with your tools. Like, uh, show that tip of that uh, file, Gonzo. It's pointed. A little pointy, but if you get... The, so that one's not bad, but the, yeah. the rounded ones are the best. You don't want the super pointy ones, you're like, ah, fuck, I stabbed myself again. The quasi-pointy ones like <laughs> that, or the rounded ones are better. Because they're not going to break. There's more material there. They're less likely to break. Yeah, I don't yeah. have I don't have a yeah, rounded one, but it, yeah, that one will be fine. Honestly, yeah. it's, it's a little bit more. You just got to be careful when you start feeling resistance. Don't just try and force it. God, this is innuendo TV. It's <laughs> well, actually good. That, talk. Honestly, it, it, that's good in multiple situations. It's not just in in hobbying, but in general, if you feel resistance, don't just try and force it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Attack it from a different angle. Yes. Use lube. Use lube. Might be lube. Like, honestly, even it, even on your tools, it may seem stupid, but it would actually help because you're just trying to get that, that glue out of there for the most part. Sometimes you sweep talk your models. And if your model comes apart enough, like, so God has got those models that are just on bases. He could quite literally just, if, like, the sword came off and the hand came off, you could just dunk that shit in, uh, yeah. in acetone and get it off there. Let it sit for a little bit, come back, hit it with the wire brush, the brass brush. That shit will come right off. Or you could apply it, um, your acetone directly to the spot and yep. let it sit for a bit. Like, you'd lie it down, you'd start, come back next morning best, is best, especially if you have a hobby room, so you don't have to smell that shit. Not pleasant, trust me. And then come back and you'll get rid of it. There's a lot of lot of tools that maybe you don't we don't necessarily all have or uh, material that is could be helpful in this case because glue is the biggest problem. Now, if that model was painted, you also and I hate to say it, you need to clean the paint around that area too because, like Kathy said, you don't want paint to paint or paint to glue. That's not that's not going to hold well. Yeah, paint is going to peel off of the original surface. Yep, and if a model breaks, you're going to have to repaint that portion. Sorry, it's just the way it is. You don't do it right away, honestly. You know, no one's going to really notice some of those things. And I wait. I usually wait to have a bunch together and go. Yeah, you may as well, it, rather than just gluing an arm back on during action or what, you might as well just leave the arm off. Just leave your model maimed until the until you get home and you can fix it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, even in like tournaments where, you know, WYSIWYG, people are like, just put the arm behind it. <laughs> yeah, no, if someone gets in your case because your WYSIWYG model broke in the middle of a tournament, They're an asshole. I would, yeah, talk to the tournament director and <laughs> rest assured that opponent is an asshole and make sure you give him your full attention. No mercy. Sweep the leg. <laughs> you know, they use the minis when they had a podcast. 
used to say that, you know, John Damaris is a big one on, you know, at that point they had my full attention. That is a great term for it, you know, because we're all super lenient in our games. You know, I, I played a game with uh, my buddy for uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol. He's like, oh, I, I, you know, I meant this. Like, no, you're fine, dude. You did your intention. It's all good. But when someone starts being a dick, then that person has your full attention. Yeah. You know? It's like when you give someone that yeah, he has for takes back, you give it to him, and then you expect the same thing, and they don't. You're like, oh, very well. You have my full attention. So, you know, no one's going to worry about that. But, yeah, so the painted models, you got to be careful. You're going to have to take some of that bit off, um, and you're going to have to repaint that bit. Get your, uh, get your black primer out. And this is why you always, always have some sort of brush on primer. Because you're going to need it for fixing that. You don't have to have a big, big bottle, but you'd have to have some. Yeah, absolutely. And it is what it is. It's down a res. Now, sometimes the model will break. I have uh, one of my uh, cars for Marvel Crisis Protocol. The uh, side view mirror just busted off. Oh, I could see that. Those are small pieces. So, well, it fell and yeah. landed on that. I mean, so what do you do then? Well, you're just going to have to... You know, back Make up and like punt. any of the cars on my street right now where somebody came and swiped the, uh, the oh. mirror off. Yeah, just you're just going to have to make it work. Just uh, battle damage. Yep, battle damage it. You know, you can uh, you could paint it black and, and drive a little gray, make it look like it was burnt off or something. Or you can make it look like cracked off. Um, but stuff's usually plastic, not metal. So you can just do sort of a off whitey look if you want for that. Make it look gray. like there's a streak of like gray metal yeah. where the primers and the paint's been all scraped off in a couple places right uh-huh. before it gets to the mirror. So now it looks like something scraped along the edge and just whacked the mirror off. And for that, I love him. My buddy uh, John Thompson used to do this very well with some of his, his Space Marines. Do black first and then try and leave the black at the, the between the paint color and the next part. And do the inside like bare metal type of thing. So it looks like it was scraped off. There's still some primer on the edges where it wasn't quite fully there. And then metal there. And then the, the black is like the little shadow in between the metal and the uh, the paint color. It's enough. Or even the primer. because some it's perfect, really. Also, sometimes the, the paint comes off, but the primer is still there. Yeah, that's that yeah. entirely possible. So that's a little bit of that, too. Yeah, gray. Yeah. You can do a couple different layers there. You could definitely do like a black followed by uh, you know, a little bit of gray and then a little bit of the, the metal color. And you just get this good. It looks good on the table from across the table. Hey, Mo's Magic. How's it going? Hey, Mo's Magic. Hey, Mo's. So, there's lots of little tricks like that you can do. It's just you're going to have to at that point, you're going to have to battle damage it or find a replacement bit. And the age of 3D printers is here. You might be able to find someone who's just got a side view mirror for a car in that scale. I did see somebody post, uh, I think it was in one of the uh, MCP Facebook groups, where they had dropped their car on the floor, their, you know, the plastic model car, and they posted a picture of it, and I was sitting there thinking, wow, it looked like, I thought he meant to do that, because it looked like it was in a car accident, Mm -hmm. sort of thing, you know, like dented and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, man, I just dropped this. And then I thought, huh, that's 
that works. Still yeah. a good brain. Good, you know. And everybody in the comments was like, "Yeah, that looks like it. Looks like you meant to do that." It's... Yeah, I mean, these are all cars that are about to get thrown at some fool or have some Happy fool thrown accident. into them. Yeah. Or already were thrown at somebody. Well, in Marvel, once you throw it at somebody, it goes off the table. Well, technically. Technically, but yeah, who knows? You could have thrown someone earlier. And you absolutely could take a wrecked car and throw it at someone. Indeed. But yeah, I thought that was a good idea. He was just rolling with it, you mm-hmm. know, and that's that's just what you got to do sometimes. Yeah, there's a ton well, of with models the, with the destruction. Yeah, there's a ton of models where you know you start off make it normal, then something breaks, then you're like, well. Now I got to convert this. Then it turns out being something awesome because you sort of had to back up and punt. Or you do something like uh, lose the head for the model that that you were that you were working on. In this case, it was I don't remember the exact name of the model because once you get to like Nurgle champions of whatever, they end up with just like uh, bile rot vomit flesh. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, puke snot. You know, rot. Yeah. Bile rot. Anyways, so this guy, I get all the bits out and I'm assembling it on my stream, and and I got him put together and I'm like, I I don't have the head. I don't know where the head bit is for this. And and so yeah, and he's right in the in the chat. She's like pumpkin head. And I, I said, I don't know what, what you guys think I should do for the head of this guy. And they said I should make it a pumpkin. So uh, pumpkin. Well, I, I, I took one of the, the Nurgle skull sprues from the GW skull sprue. And uh, and it's it's like this skull with one eye and this horn. And I glued that on. And then I, around it, did green stuff in the shape of a pumpkin. But now he's got this one eye, which is very nurgle and I cut the horn off uh, at a certain angle. I'm doing this on my own head. Like, I'm making this gesture. Like, cut it off right here. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so it looked like the stem of a pumpkin. Yeah. And, That's perfect. Oh, my gosh. It was so much fun. I... And it added so much character to this thing. And it, it was silly, but it was fun at the same time. It was completely nurgly. I had a Chaos uh, Champion, one of the limited models. I had a couple copies that were at Games Workshop, and I didn't have his sword and shield because I guess someone had grabbed it, used it for something else, and I ended up with the model. I'm like, what the hell to do with it? I'm like, well, I've got Chaos Marine bits, so I just throw a Chaos Marine backpack on him and gave him, like, a power fist and, like, a combo up, and I'm like, perfect! He's like a Chaos Space Marine Champion now. Go! Perfect, yes. Yeah, it works. I love doing that with Chaos. It's so yeah. easy. Uh, chaos definitely you can do a lot of oh I'm just gonna oh he's missing a hand here here's a rolled tentacle I mean yeah that's how a lot of the original chaos mutations came up but there's a lot of that in there that we lose sometimes but those happy little accents help it kind of forces you to to find a solution and then it ends up adding so much more character than than mm-hmm. you might have you know tried and I wasn't gonna waste the whole model just because I couldn't find the head oh god no You'll find a head. Just what kind of head you got to find? I have nothing for that. <laughs> so that's also another good point, because sometimes you're going to lose the parts that break. I mean, it's going to happen. 
and yeah. you can't always get a replacement for that model, and sometimes it's not feasible. I mean, in so for example, that one chaos guy, I didn't have replacement parts to do it. He didn't break in game, but he could have very easily dropped, shattered, arms flew off somewhere. Like no idea where those went. Maybe your cat found it and like decides it likes the taste of pewter. And that has absolutely happened too. Well, I don't know about cats, but that's happened where something lands on the floor and bits bounce and. You just never find them again. Or you find them, like, two months later in the most bizarre place of your house after you've already fixed it. I had an ultimate model for Taylor for Malifaux. I lost her hammer arm. Do not know where it went. I did not even find that when we moved out, and I cleaned that room. was (laughs) nowhere to be found. I think maybe one time when the rats were out, maybe, maybe Smooth thought it was cool, grabbed it, and never saw it again. Cat ate it. Rat in this case, but yes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I mean that happens. You just got to be ready to back up punt. Luckily, that, is that one case. One of my favorite bottles from Alho, too, by the way. Yeah, so luckily in that case, I was able to get a replacement, but I still have most of that model sitting on a box. Why? Because you never know when you find the perfect arm to go on it, and it becomes something else. That's why we save bits. That's why us old school guys scare save bits. Like I don't have so many anymore. I, I gave a lot to my local store and they eBayed and whatever did and 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 just got rid of them because at a certain point space isn't a big deal. But I did it when I gave my uh, cousin Ben all my uh, AdMech models. I'm like, here's AdMech boom and here's bits and everything. Go, just go forth and enjoy. You know, it's one of the bonuses of the old Space Marines that were super multi part. Not these new ones that are quasi-multi-part. Yeah. It's, you just go and you can just fucking... Like, I need to make a new Space Marine. Parts, 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 cool. Space Marine's got cool stuff. Jobs are good and high five. Let's go. Most Magic also lost Taylor parts. Yeah. it's oh. Which Taylor was it? Was it was it Taylor? Alt-Taylor? Because so I've got the leg. Taylor Swift? <laughs> no, Gonzo. No, not Taylor Swift. Catch up here talking about Malifaux. Oh, don't know Malifaux. I know. You don't have any Malifaux models. Nope, I sent them to a good friend. Indeed. He was very grateful for him. I still have my sword people. I'd say sword people, I don't remember. It's been so freaking long since I've played that. It was the beginning of second edition. Well, we're about to play some more here soon because no nickname Frank is... uh... Interested and not quite up to... Uh, he doesn't quite have a full bus of Marvel uh, models yet. So. He's got some ideas. My, I'll send you my tailor. <laughs> oh, the first the, the first plastic version of her? Very good. I think I have that one. That one had fucking separate straps for her fucking tunic, which is a pain in the ass. Fuck that. Did not put those on. Jeez. I have standards. I'm, I don't even... I don't know where it is. I mean, it's here. It's here somewhere, right in in this area, in one of these drawers. Oh, it's funny. I didn't want to put together the plastic one, but because uh, I really liked the metal one. The metal one was fairly static, but they sort of twisted her in a way that end up with a reasonable pose. So I don't know if I still have it. I'll have to check. I've got models missing everywhere. I liked weird things with the. Uh... It was weird that the two Victorias were seemed like they were different sizes like they were different scales uh the metal ones no the plastic ones uh i didn't put together that generation of plastic ones because i did not like the 
very punk look. It was very out of place for Malifo. I still have the metal ones before that. The I like them, ones. and I did a bunch of converting. Speaking of, of uh, I wasn't really repairing and nothing. I didn't actually lose anything, but uh, was, what were they called? The sword? Not sword sisters. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? The box set with the, there were three sword the, ladies. They were, they were Ronin. Yeah, the Ronin, and the and then there were the two Victorias, and there was Taylor, and yep. there was the Orphan, I think. Oh, the plastic the, one? She the, is yeah. the student of battle. Student of, okay, so, yeah, it's been a long time since I've even looked at them, but I made fun bases for them, and I, I didn't like the bows on the three Ronin. I hated that. Also, I thought it was stupid that they were out sword fighting in, in lingerie. What? So, so the one lady that just looked like she was wearing a little uh, teddy and, and thong underwear, I actually sculpted cutoffs on her. And I filled in the little gaps in their backs where the bows were supposed to go so that it just looked like every, you know, just like... Yeah. Like there is no bow. This is just her back, and this is just her your her cutoffs or whatever she was wearing. And then one of the Victorias had this jacket on, and she's she's like this, and and you could see that she didn't have a shirt underneath it. I thought that was kind of stupid, so I just took a little piece of green stuff, and it's just so easy to just make it all of a sudden look like she's got a little like there's a ridge, so there's a shirt there, like a little yep. shirt on. It was yeah, super easy. I was really, really not a fan of that box set. I have actually not put together most of that box set. It's still sitting in my Malifaux box. Because uh, I had the metal models, so I just kept using those. Which actually brings me to another sneaky point. So sometimes you have someone with a sword, and the sword breaks, and maybe it's too small to pin the arm in or something like that. You might be able to repose it, and the sneakiest of sneaky tricks is to have that sword touching their leg or something. So suddenly you have another point of contact. Yeah, touching any part of the base or any other part of the model, if yeah. you can, yes. or it doesn't look super awkward. Yeah, because that suddenly helps a ton. I uh, I did work to that Victoria box, and the the one Victoria that was smaller than the other one, I put on. Uh, she was in like a crouched position, so yes. I made a I, I made a barrel out of Sculpey. And where she was crouching, sitting on this barrel like she was about to jump off and attack somebody. So now she was more of a similar size as the other things. Yes, technically that is the doppelganger Victoria, but that doesn't really matter so much. Anyways, yeah. It was fun. It was fun for me to to modify all that stuff and, and make it more interesting. And then I did fun little bases for them, too. Yeah, I'm actually happy they actually made a new, a, a brand new new box set for that crew. I might actually huh. pick that up because you know I still have metal models for Christ's sakes. I have my metal. Uh, what is it? The Showgirls. Collect. I like I liked Colette Dubois and the Showgirls, the metal ones. I thought those were uh, cool. I have the metal ones and I have the plastic ones and uh, I don't have the newest ones, but. Maybe. 
I'm not really playing that faction right now, but uh, back in the day, you could use the showgirls as mercenaries, and I ended up getting them for some really good deals. So, you know, you know how it is back in the day. You get models for a good deal, you just get some models. Oh, I might have to send you some. That'd be funny. I haven't played Malifaux in forever, and I don't even know where I would... I, I don't even know anybody I would play with. Sadly. Well, that's kind of how it is for almost every game ever right now. I think you'd like the look of the new Victoria stuff. They're all fully clothed. <laughs> They're not scantily clad. Um, Not so much. The, the Ronin are back in the sort of western look rather than super punk look. <laughs> Bedeon says, us? I think we might bring Malifaux for HugCon. Well, I'm sure they'll have a tournament there. That would be, uh, well, I'm not going to play in a tournament. No, but I'm saying that I might play a one-off, but I wonder if they're doing the, uh, the cake tournament. They used to do the cake tournament, and the mm -hmm. cake tournament was all about just like playing a game and bringing a cake. And then it doesn't matter what the outcome of your game was because you were judged on your cake. And I was a cake judge one year. It was amazing. Did you get to taste every one of the cakes? Yes. Nice. Yes, I did. <laughs> it was phenomenal. So I should bring a cheesecake is what you're saying. Because it technically oh God, is a cake, yes. right? Yes. <gasps> yes. There was somebody who brought Hostess like snack cake <laughs> they had like was i'm sorry person who brought the the hostess snack cakes but that was the lowest score oh yeah but it was a cake technically yes what if they made a cake of hostess snack cakes now that would be creative yes and is tasty. it media time yep it is media Hooray. time we have media oh Two weeks worth of media. John, yeah, I know at I least has seventeen what I things. The week before, nothing. Three things. This week, however, I did watch things. I have three things. I have like a bunch. I have like six things, but there's just kind of one thing I wanted to talk about. So mostly, we already talked about what if. I'm just going to jump right in because I watched those last two episodes of What If. I also watched the last episode of What If. And? Uh, I liked it very much. I don't know that it completely makes up for the fuckery and bullshit in the episode before it. It doesn't. But I liked it very much. I thought it was good. I think... I said to somebody, if they hadn't done the one stupid thing to let Ultron get the gems, it's sort of like... Like, oh, this is how he got the gems. That was just really retarded. I actually didn't have a problem with uh, with him just, you know. Uh, that was the stupidest thing. Like, I, it took me completely out of it, and I no longer was invested in the episode. And, and it was I so stupid. I expected that because you had mentioned it. Mm -hmm. And it still, I was like, oh that's, not, oh, that's not that bad. You know, I mean, he's, I mean, the situation was it, it's, was such that it made sense to me. It, it didn't. It, it wouldn't have happened. It was lazy. And that's what I hate it for. It was fucking lazy. <laughs> fucking. Yes, Banyan, that's what we're talking about. Yes, that's what we're talking about. Um, the rest of the episode, that second last episode was great. Like, I liked a lot of that. It was cool. 
And I really like the last episode, but it's just... Um, yeah, V, actually, I would agree. Much of What If was a little lazy. Yeah, um, there were I don't times necessarily... where I felt like it was, it was kind of like the whole, oh, it's a dream sequence, and they woke up. Yeah, well, man, like what it, was, it... it was on a par with that sometimes. What if's like that? And and I would say I think what if is probably and I'm gonna leave out um WandaVision because I haven't watched all of it, so it wouldn't be fair comparison. I think it's the least of the series that I've seen all of. Falcon Winter Soldier's better, Loki's better. It's not bad. It's I just... I watched Loki twice now, and I would watch it again, I think. And that's saying a lot because I don't usually rewatch things. Yeah. So, um, not that's not to say it's bad. It's still really solid overall. Just the only real thing is some lazy writing yeah. and a little bit of tone. It should have worked on its tone better because there's too much downer in the middle. There was a, yeah, there was a lot of really desolate, bleak kind of feeling scenes and, I'm at a point right now and I feel like there's a lot of people that are at a point right now in life and the world as it is that don't really need to see, they don't need to be reminded of how bleak and desolate yes. the world is right now, no matter would, which world in the multiverse you're in. This would not be a time to release the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> you would solve that shit a little bit until it gets better just because no one wants that kind of but stuff. But that being said, I enjoyed What If overall. Yes, and I thought the last episode was good. Very good. Um, I still think the Captain Carter episode's probably the best, followed by the, uh, you know, what if uh, T'Challa was Star-Lord. Yeah, yeah. And then this one, and then the rest, I mean, all sort of in the middle ground somewhere. The Thor one was kind of lame, but funny. I... I had a problem with the idea of assuming Thor, if he didn't have a Loki, uh, to make him a better person, would somehow descend into being a bimbo. A bimbo, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a bit of a thing. It's it's fine. Overall, I would give it, uh, I'll give it a space herpy and a half. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. I might go two even, but but like I said, I still enjoyed it. I feel like, so Captain Carter actually existed before this, but getting Captain Carter Carter out there to the widespread stuff, because I really think it was cool, and plus, the fucking T'Challa Starlo was just great. I, mm-hmm. I think those bring it back down, because those were just absolutely, I would say the first two in the last episode were zeros, hands down, yes. they were great. Yes, And the rest were, I mean, at worst, I give the one before a four, because of that one moment that just took me completely out of it, because... And the something... zombie one and the zombie one. So I don't think I give the zombie one two and a half because it's not fair to me for me to judge zombies because I don't like zombie stuff. It was I'm judging cons- it because I don't like zombie stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it was a good idea. I think it I, it didn't even add anything to the narrative to know that they cut out an episode with uh, Tony Stark and Gamora, like Guardians of the Galaxy one to get the zombie episode for a scene in the last episode. It wasn't even fucking worth it. Yeah. Yep. You're like, uh, uh, would have rather had those switched. Also, I think the Tony Gamora one would have been uplifting in the middle of it, which would have been better for pacing, but yeah, is what it is. So one and a half is my official. I, I can't really argue heavily if Kathy gets it too. <laughs> Gonzo, what was your rating again? Did you get one? Uh, I think it was like a one to one and a half. I think somewhere around there. Yeah. 
like some flaws, one to but two. Yeah. yeah, some flaws, but not damaging enough that oh. you know I wouldn't be. Oh my used. god, Marvel's mortal. They can make tiny mistakes. <laughs> what? Hashtag right. Black Widow. What? It's not like we gave it four stars or four space herpes overall like you gave Beastmaster which I disagree with because I think it should be three stars because it's fun wouldn't argue, <laughs> I wouldn't argue Livy against against three stars but only because of Podo and Kodo <laughs> um, oh my god you know it's free on Amazon and I haven't watched it yet oh you should I haven't it, seen hold, it, in it holds up so well I'm sure um, yeah, so, uh, I mean, it's still miles ahead of fucking the Clone Wars. Fuck the Clone Wars. <laughs> In case anyone were forgot about that. Yes, Mo. I like the Beastmaster. I like Mark Singer. Uh, I like the, the bat things that wrap their wings around you and then just, like, digest you. That's my favorite part of the entire thing, I think. <laughs> that says a lot about Kathy. It does. Gonzo, <laughs> quick, save us with something you watched. Uh, I was going to tell you something besides something I watched was there was a thing that says on the Transformers and G.I. Joe RPG that the release date is going to be March of 2022. Here's what's okay. the latest one. Uh, I, 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 I saw that and I was like, oh, I need to tell John that because we oh, talked about it before. More importantly, since you brought it up, let me just dunk on this one. I pre-ordered the Transformers uh, uh, deck building game four months before the G.I. Joe one. The G.I. Joe one will be coming soon. The Transformer one isn't even slated to fucking deliver yet. (laughs) So, feast on that particular craziness of the current world situation. Yeah. I just just saw that someone had posted it that it was going to be like March. They're actually back to sending emails. I I sent the strongly worded email to them about not getting back to my request for information in a in, in a uh, appropriate amount of time, yeah. i.e., not a fucking month. <laughs> as a as customer service manager, if one of my people someone... gets back to somebody after a month, just don't fucking bother. Don't. You're going to piss them off more by waiting a month to respond than just not responding. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um. Okay. I was reading a book this weekend. You can read. I can read. I can technically read. Uh, I can actually teach you how to read too. Um, it's one of my many, 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 many talents. Um, so talented. <laughs> so this week, a new D&D supplemental book came out, and it is Fizbin's Guide to Dragons. Um, oh, I and, saw that. And I, I, of course, I'm a huge Dragonlance fan, and they, this is written, you know, as Fizbin's telling it. I mean, it's got your basic, you know, here's all the stats of the dragons and, you know, so on and so forth. But it's got, like, these little footnotes all through it. With Fizbin making, you know, snarky remarks about dragons and everything. and uh, Treasury of Dragons? Yes. And, I mean, it, it, it includes every dragon and a bunch of new gem dragons that are in there. And it describes hordes and details, you know, dragon hordes and how dragon hordes can gain magic and power and all this other stuff. And it was, it was interesting. Uh, but it was very fun and it gives a lot of plot hooks and all that stuff you would expect from the... D&D book, but it was a lot of fun reading Fizbin's side little, you know, snarky remarks all through the book because I loved him as a character in Dragonlance and it just fits so perfect in this, which I thought was interesting that they used Fizbin to do this because of the problems between, you know, them and Dragonlance, but uh, they even 
include some of the Dragonlance uh, creatures, the Draconians, in their book, uh, in the book also, which I thought was also another weird thing because, you know, that there there's we, that animosity between them and Dragonlance. We don't have enough time for me to rant, so I'm going to shelve that. <laughs> but <laughs> just insert a John rant here. Yeah. Assume it was. It just happened because I we ain't got time Noted. for that section. <laughs> but I mean, it, it it was fun reading the book. I've already got a few things that I'm probably going to use in my current campaign that I'm running uh, about dragons uh, that that I'm going to include for some dragon stuff in there and fold some stuff in. But it was actually a really good book. Uh, it's a good read. Uh, expands on dragons, gives you more information on um, new rules, stuff like that. So I had a blast with it. Uh, still not finished with it about the very end, but I'm waiting on it. So cool. John. Uh, well, as it's Halloween, I watch the same thing I watch every Halloween. Nightmare Which Christmas. is... N- no, I've actually never seen that all the way through. <sighs> okay, go ahead. No, the uh, extended video for Michael, Ga- Michael Jackson's Thriller. Yes, Cookie Mandis. I've not oh. seen the Nightmare Before Christmas all the way through. I've seen all of it in parts, and it is very good. Just never had the opportunity to sit down and watch it from start to end. Love the soundtrack, too. Night Before Christmas. Like, it's great. I'm not even going to throw... Bitch, had never had a chance to. <clears throat> but no, I always watch the entire music... Full music video of Michael Jackson's Thriller every Halloween. Is the it appropriate is, time. It is an amazing video. It is, also, absolutely. Vincent Price. Vincent Price so good in that. <laughs> Vincent Price is good in everything, but... Like getting him to do the the rap and all that is just just top notch and awesome. The choreography and it's great. The makeup for the time just off the chain. And I remember that thing. It was just such an event with that first released. Like everyone went home to watch that thing. Like the oh, yeah. world stopped to go watch that release. And for once, it was fucking worth it. Yep. So uh, hey, shocking! I'm going to give that zero space herpes <laughs> and yes it's right there next to Casablanca I would agree with that it's it's the standard you cannot make a music video better than that it's just really good oh. uh, by comparison the truncated version is a little odd you need the whole you need the whole experience if you're going to listen to watch the truncated video don't just listen to the actual like album cut of the song instead and do something else while you're doing it it will be better there's a little it's just a little chunky and weird it doesn't hold up well oh cookie mandy she don't know our scale yes the less space herpes the better zero to five and the other scale is casablanca to cats being the best movie and the worst movie and yes kathy's correct the less herpes is better than more herpes so yeah absolutely i watched it every (laughs) one every Every Halloween, and it still holds up here, you know, 20-some-odd years later. 30 years later? Fuck, I don't even know. Many, many years later, it still holds up. Oh, Cookie Man, if you've never seen Cats, that is a good life choice. Continue to make good life choices. <laughs> the new fan... Oh, I haven't seen that Fantastic Four, so maybe bad I have not choice, seen but... any of the Fantastic Four movies, and I've heard that I probably shouldn't because I enjoyed Fantastic Four as a uh, the first one. I was a kid. The first one is not bad. It's also not good, but it's not bad. 
I haven't watched Rise oh. of the Silver Surfer because the first one was not good. I'll stay my course. It's probably fine. Anyways, uh, what else did you watch, Kathy? I watched a I watched a Halloween themed movie yesterday. I watched Halloween. <laughs> I mean, the original nineteen seventy eight Halloween. It's right there I in the title. I've never seen so... it before. Never seen any of the Halloween movies before. So I watched I, Halloween. I have not also not seen the Halloween movies. Um, it's not really my genre of choice. It's not. It's it's not usually. But I was in the spirit of Halloween. Uh, I, mean, I watched that with a friend of mine, and it's a motherfucking classic. We know this. Yeah, a classic. It's it's kind of like you know the the daddy of slasher mm-hmm. films. You know, it was kind of like the forerunner of of things like Friday the Thirteenth. Donald Pleasance in that? Yeah. Yeah, fucking hey, Donald Pleasance. Jesus he's the he's the psychologist who. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, from what I hear, I hear Halloween is like one of the gold standards. But let me tell right. you. Oh. <laughs> the entire time, I'm like, why are these people being so stupid? And then I had to remember things you've said about horror movies. Horror movies, people need it's to be just stupid. It's like what you said about. The zombie what yes. if episode. Ah, yes. Where where people in a horror movie have to be stupid, and you can't picture members of the Avengers being stupid. Yeah. And that kept it's... going through my mind as I'm yep. watching this. I'm like, why are these people being so stupid? Yeah, it, it's a disconnect. It's hard. That's why I don't watch a lot of that. <laughs> I I do like some well crafted horror. There are some oh, out there I've seen that is, is so people right. just not being stupid. Poltergeist. Poltergeist yeah. is the first real horror movie I ever saw, and I saw it when I was 10. Poltergeist is what I would classify as a great horror movie because it people was, aren't really stupid in that movie. It, it was scary. Yeah. Actually scary, as opposed to, you know, jump scare or, yeah. you know, thriller scare. Like and, and, like, the first Nightmare on Elm Street is legitimately scary at points, yes. too. Yes. It defends into silliness, but, you know... Texas Chainsaw Massacre to me was scary, but I think I need to rewatch that again because I haven't seen it since I was probably a teenager, and maybe I would feel differently about it now. And look, if you want to get into jokes, I've, the, the two worst horror movies I've ever seen were Star Wars Episode One and Cats. So <laughs> those were just shit shows, and that's a different thing. I mean, they horrified me. That count? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Anyways, proceed. But Halloween, I would give three stars only because three while RVs. I realized it was the beginning of, of a slew of slasher movies and it was kind of a, what do you call it? It was new for its time. It did things, you know, that other people hadn't done before. And John Carter, John Carter, John I'm, I'm, I'm reading my book, right? John Carpenter uh, did incorporate the music. I mean, he worked with the mm-hmm. the guy who worked on the well, music. He's, he's a music, legitimate musician, and too. And he really like punctuated a lot yeah. of different scenes in this using music really effectively. Uh, so, actually, maybe that in itself removes a star or a, a herpes. Sorry. So yeah. maybe two space herpes. 
because it, it was actually the music that that made the mood more dark and that's what yeah. you want out of something that's a horror movie it kind of take brings you back into it after you get taken out of it by people's stupidity yeah like the chick getting stuck in the window <laughs> and why didn't she put pants on i mean pants they're important yeah. I'm just like, why the why the hell is this chick running around in a in a guy's shirt and and no pants because she spilled she spilled butter on her clothes when she was making popcorn. So she strips in the kitchen, and then she goes and she gets one of the dad's shirts, and then she's wandering around in the dad's dress shirt and no pants for like the entire rest of until she dies. In, in a list of things no one ever needed to know, I will assure you that I've never wandered around any place I live without some sort of clothes on more than that. Like, I'll be honest, like, it's not comfortable for anyone. Just, like, put some something on. Good Lord. Not even sweatpants, Cookie. Like, just nothing. Just wandering around someone else's house. Someone else's house, even worse. Like, and, good Lord. And she... So... Their laundry room is not attached to the house. It's like in a separate shed out in the yard. So she's taking her clothes to do that, to, to put them in the the other person's laundry in their washing machine while she's dressed in just a dress shirt and no pants outside. Yeah, that's, you know, that's kind of dumb. I, 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 just like, why? Why? Pants rather keep us down, so down with pants. Yeah. I mean, all right. Oh, so there you go, Halloween. Anyways, also it's it's in Illinois, and it's it's Halloween, and it's it's fucking cold in Illinois and Halloween. You don't run around in a dress shirt and no pants. Word. I know, because I live in Illinois, and it's Halloween. And right now, I'm wearing a sweatshirt and a sweatshirt, and I'm wearing pants and fuzzy socks, and I have a blanket on my lap. I mean. I'm not wearing pants, but that's a technicality. Oh, I'm wearing just shorts. Just saying. It's a bit so. chilly in Illinois at this time of year. There you go. Quick, Gonzo, save us from pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, something else I watched. I did watch um, Army of Thieves today. Army of Thieves is about... It is a prequel to Army of the Dead uh, by Netflix. And it is about the uh, guy that is the safe cracker and it is how he became a safe cracker and oh, stupid zombie movie. Yes. Michael Bay, right? Yeah. Michael Bay. No. Michael um, Bay? Oh, I was wondering what, uh, Zack Snyder. Yeah. Zack Snyder. Okay. At first I was like, is it, Oh no, not army of darkness. A totally different thing. Okay. <laughs> Hail to the King, baby. Yeah. <laughs> army of darkness <laughs> is classic. That should be a Halloween movie. Yeah. And, uh, not, it was, it was okay. I mean, it, it's about five people that try to rob a bunch of banks and, you know, just learning about robbing a bunch of banks. It was, it was okay. It gives me like a two and a half. I mean, I've seen worse. It gives the meh rating because there's just not much to it. I mean. Yeah, it sounds wonderful by your sterling description of it. Yeah, it, it, it's about learning who this guy was before he went to go to that other movie. Uh, did it need to be made? Not really. Did it even really care? Not really. Um, right. But skip it. Yeah, I would skip it. It wasn't bad, but I mean, it just wasn't. You know, it wasn't like, hey, go watch this. 
are we all the way to five space herpes on that? No, no. He gave it two and a half. He gave it a two and a half. It's 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 not bad, but it's just not. You know, you got better things to watch. Gonzo's more lenient than we are. I was gonna say you're nicer than me, and I'm nice about these. It it gives a minute because there are some decent parts of it, but overall, it's just not great. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. Type thing. Well, my actual movie watch the past two weeks. No, I just I I was looking at a couple of different things. I was gonna watch The Crow, but. Didn't really, uh, wasn't really in the right mood for that. Then I was going to watch Tron Legacy, but I didn't want to watch Tron first because I didn't have that kind of time. And I want to watch them back to back next time I watch them, or at least day after day. So instead, I watched uh, one of my favorites, uh, Lucky Number Slevin. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. Uh, I love Lucky Number Slevin. It is super cool. It is a bit heavy. And Mental uh, John actually hit me with that. There's a lot of heavy things in it. It is rated R for good reason, even if in the middle it has this great quirky humor, even quirky love story in it that's not even, like, sappy. It's just interesting. But it is fucking heavy because a lot of people get killed in a lot of brutal ways. And the whole thing, and it's one of those ones you don't really want to ruin because there are some twists and turns in it. But the the idea is basically that um, Josh Hartnett is playing Slevin, and he gets mistaken for someone else and just pulled into this plot between two gangsters where he has to do stuff he doesn't want to because they think he's someone he's not and owe them money. But it's him, it's Ben Kingsley, it's Morgan Freeman, Bruce Willis, Lucy oh, Liu, wow. Stanley Tucci. It has a great cast and they all play off each other well. I mean, obviously watching Morgan Freeman is always a treat. Ben Kingsley gets so into characters. It's great. Uh, I actually really like Josh Hartnett as an actor. I respect him very much for turning down a lot of roles. He just does what he wants to do. He doesn't... He turned down Batman, apparently, because he didn't want to be oh. Batman. Uh, Lucy Liu is at her best acting-wise in this. She's very quirky and fun. Her and Josh Hartnett have a great chemistry together. Stanley Tucci's fun in what he's in. It's just a great movie to watch. I enjoy the crap out of it. It is always, it is sort of that Quentin Tarantino snappy dialogue-ish, but not nearly as bloody as a Quentin Tarantino movie, but still a bit heavy. So keep that in mind when you watch it. I I give it zero. I mean, I've watched it probably once a year since I found it. I'm going to put that on my list. It sounds interesting. I I love the crap out of it. But uh, Kathy, what else did you watch? So it's funny that you should mention you were going to watch Tron Legacy. Uh, and that you didn't because you wanted to watch Tron before that. Mm-hmm. Because I watched both those movies today. <laughs> <laughs> and that just cracked me up when mm-hmm. you said that. I'm like, no shit. I just, like, I was I was late for our 6 o'clock uh, Skype tonight because I had just finished watching that and I wanted to throw some food together, you know, before we started. And, uh, oh, 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 not only did I watch Tron and Tron Legacy today, I had a, I had a sci-fi triple feature because it started out with Forbidden Planet. Oh, shit. Yeah. Leslie Nielsen. Yes, I did. And my friend's like, you know who that is, right? And I'm like, uh, and he's like, picture him like in comedies with white hair. And I just, I couldn't get it. And even though I saw the name in the opening credits. Uh, it just didn't click with me. Um, and then he pointed it out and, and like for the whole rest of the 
for the whole rest of the time, I was like, oh my god, that's so obvious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I like Forbidden Planet a lot. It is a, it's good sci-fi. A little dated, but still really good oh, sci-fi. Oh, it is so very dated, because let me tell you what I noticed about it. There's one girl in it, you know, Faye Ray is in it, and she's beautiful, and all her outfits are amazing, and she's never seen other humans before besides her dad, like, in her life, and she's, like, 22 or something, and all these guys in this spaceship, it's like, it's like the U.S. Navy in space, basically, is what these guys are like. The old U.S. Navy. Yeah, and... And they land on this planet and they see this girl and they're all jerks. They're yep. all these horn dog assholes. Yep. Every single one of them is creeping on this woman and I'm like, oh my God. That's horrifying. Yeah, it just 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 not hold up well. So yeah, it doesn't it doesn't hold up. But the story itself yeah. is great. See, and they'll I remake things from not that long ago, but they the won't music, remake Forbidden Planet. The settings, yeah. I, I mean, all the the paintings of the scenery and from everything. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I love the spaceship itself. You know, the flying mm-hmm. saucer thing is fantastic, and the way it crosses the the eclipse of the sun or whatever. Yeah, and, uh, uh, Robbie the robot. Robbie the robot is amazing. The it's whole iconic. Premise of. Yeah, the whole premise of this planet of of this intelligent uh, race of people who it seems like they ended up kind of destroying themselves because mm-hmm. they 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 built this machine that sort of manifested their ids, you know, their secret, our unconscious, you know, things that that are kind of like the worst of people. You know, their fears and their anger and their jealousy and, and everything. And it manifests in these monsters. But it's it's the whole premise and everything is interesting. But then there's these these guys who are like, you know, Navy sailor teenage horn dogs, even though they're all like 30 and they're macking <laughs> on this poor woman. And she has she has no idea. Right. Yeah. She's like, and Francis, oh. actually, she's like, uh, yeah. Oh, what's a kiss? What do you do with that? Oh. I don't understand how this works. Wait. And so this guy kisses her and she's like, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, which was, which was, that made me laugh. I appreciated yeah. that. She's like, uh, that's it. And the guy's like, oh, well, uh, and then, then it turns out that she's just kissed all these guys. All these guys have kind of conned, conned her into, you know, kissing them so they could grope her basically. And, uh, which is just creepy. And and then the, the commander comes in and basically uh, tries to make her feel bad about what she's wearing because it's too scanty for all these sailor boys. Oh, the 50s. Yeah, 1957. Um, so other than... Other than that whole weird, weird, you know, horn dog sailor creepiness, everything else was fantastic about it. And I could see where uh, lots of other sci-fi shows, including uh, Gene Roddenberry's 
anything Gene Roddenberry did, including Star Trek and, uh, and Doctor Who and all this stuff were, you know, obviously drew some kind of inspiration from this story. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I could see this story having a flavor of something like H.P. Lovecraft in it. And I would love to see a good remake of it. It's it's old enough. It's been math years. 65 (laughs) years. 57 plus whatever equals years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So they could remake this. Why don't they? They could, yes. So they could do a good job. What do, what do you give that real quick? Uh, I'm gonna give it one space herpy only because of the horn dog navy sailors. Um, and other than that, I I really, if you can get past that or laugh about it, or cringe about it, then absolutely watch it. Totally so, worth it. So quick, uh, quick, quick reviews on Tron and Tron Legacy. Oh my god, I love Tron. I, I don't think I've seen it since I was a teenager. And it was really interesting how, to me, you look at, you know, they call it the grid. People call it the matrix. You call it, you know, uh, what is it in Shadowrun? You know, where Deckers go in there. And anyways, the I feel like it, it makes sense that it's uh, flat and geometric and it's like circuit boards, circuitry and, and computer chips and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, where these people travel along these lines of energy and everything. And the way the computer graphics were now and and it you'd think that it would be really cheesy and stupid, but I didn't feel like it was cheesy no. and stupid. And I really appreciated how all of the faces of the people, when you get all the people that are in the grid, all the, the programs, it had this sort of old timey silent movie look mm-hmm. to it. You know, but with glowing strips of light. Yeah. And I really appreciated that. I thought it was, I thought it was really, really cool. And it gave that whole otherworldly, you know, uh, electronic, digital sort of feel to it. Yeah, it's it's great. I saw it in the theater. I remember I saw it in the theater for the brief time I lived in North Carolina was super great there. Loved it since. Had a good soundtrack. Um, even though more on that when you talk about Tron Legacy. Yeah. Um, Journey did a song on it. Uh, yep. And then... Only Solutions. Tron, and then Tron Legacy watched, of course, right after that. And uh, so, of course, CGI. I mean, this when, when, when did that one come out? Was it just a few years ago or five years ago or... More than a decade. Okay. I wasn't sure. Because they're talking about cell phones and Wi-Fi and stuff. 2010. Like, I don't know. Okay, okay. Uh, but so there's... They take advantage... They take full advantage of all the advances in CGI that we've done to make the grid feel more like the real world. Like, it looks like the real world. It doesn't really look like a digital world anymore, even though they still have that... They try to do all the bands of glowing. Yeah, yeah, they do a you know, similar things, effect, the stylistic. But, but it's not, it's not. It didn't seem otherworldly enough to me. Like I liked it, and it was overall a fun story that they that they put together as a sequel. There were some parts where it just sort of, it's like they were stretching these parts out sort of needlessly. It felt like. 
Yeah, it it is a fairly concise movie to begin with, and then they stretch a couple parts to get a solid running time. Um, it seems like it needs another little side story, but that may be too much for it. You know, this is why I, I like that another little side story or something. But but all they did to stretch things out was was just enhanced uh, battles that should have been over sooner, or enhanced moments like between. Uh, you know where they're they're towards the end where they're struggling with, uh, with the bad guy. You mm-hmm. know when they're trying to get to the portal, and it just felt like that was maybe that battle was maybe a little longer than it needed to be. Or when when he's talking to when the main guy is talking to the girl, she's the love interest, and they're. They're they're spending this time gazing into each other's eyes and stuff, and I'm like, could we just this? Can we just move this along a little now? We get the idea. I feel like nowadays that would have been a Disney Plus exclusive, because they wouldn't have made a theatrical runtime. They wouldn't have felt like they needed to. They would have done like uh, six 45 minute episodes or something, stretched out things they could have more, and then not had to have the extra stretching. I feel like. Yeah, because it just it seemed like the pacing was a little weird in some places. Yeah. Otherwise, it was fine, and and I'll give that one a space herpes. Regular well, Tron zero. So I would give Tron Legacy one space herpes, but the soundtrack takes it down to zero because the soundtrack <laughs> is amazing. By fucking Daft Punk <laughs> is absolutely amazeballs. Yeah. Also at the at the beginning. Um, when the kid goes to his dad's uh, to his dad's arcade and turns the power on, Journey is playing. Yep. It's yep. not that song, but it's Journey, and I thought yep. that was amusing. It's the same song I think it was playing when they visited uh, Flynn's arcade in the first one. I'd have to check, though. Yeah, the, 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 it's so good. It's so good. I bought it. I have a physical copy of it, and then when they did the extended edition a year and a half ago... I bought that through Amazon, or not through Amazon, through uh, iTunes, and don't regret it at all. Oh, hi, Dakaflaka. So, there you go. I, I think that's probably enough. We're five minutes over. We're going late today. We, we wow. went really late today, and I only got yeah. like two things in. I didn't even get a chance to do Dune, because I watched Dune. So, watch yeah, well, say I that. Chance to maybe... I still oh, want to see it. I, 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 I want to still... We'll see. I What's see uh, theater. So... We've got three weeks before we'll be together again, so let's try and see it by then, if we can. Give it a good old college try. That's fair. All right, you have three weeks to watch Dune, then we'll review it all together. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe they'll have it at the hotel. Maybe. It's on HBO Max, so I mean. I'm not bringing passwords with me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we appreciate you all coming out and listening to us and hanging out. Uh, don't forget this uh, next weekend. There will not be a podcast. There'll be a bunch of War Machine and Horde games and other things going on. Um, and then the week after that, V will be joining us for a special episode, and we'll be coming to hang out. And um, other than that, we're actually going to send you to a painter that is going to be at Warfare Weekend. He started up a channel, and he is painting up a special Halloween model from uh, KDM called the White Speaker, and it is Eric Swenson. You can kind of hang out with him. Give him a follow. Tell him to say, hey, 
um, and type stuff. He's uh, started doing painting professionally as a job now. So. Yeah. And I he didn't is... even know he was streaming anymore. So be sure and say hi in his chat and give him a follow. Yes. So I yes. Will. Yeah. Make sure you give him a follow uh, and uh, wish him good luck at Warfare Weekend. Uh, so more than nice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. Good night, everybody. Good night. Great, 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 great. Great! <laughs>